Because you know what they say. There's no such thing as a bad student. It must really hurt to see the Miyagi name dragged through the mud. Wish I could see the look on the little bastard's face. That little bastard kicked your ass. More than once. Welcome to No Mercy, a Cobra Kai kickback. My name is Jacob Burrows, and I represent Miyagi-Do because I'm not always the good guy, but I always try to be, and that's what matters. And my name is Jim Scampoli. I represent Cobra Kai because when I get blood in my urine, I refer to it as a little jam in the lemonade. Uh, And if I go inside real quick, we just talked about before starting recording that we have to say our things, and I immediately forgot that we say our things. I was all ready to be like, it's been so long. Can you believe it? We have Cobra Kai. But can you believe it? It's been so long. We have Cobra Kai. I can't. I mean, we we already did some yelling and hollering in our quick takes, but if you want to go on the episode-by-episode episode basis, welcome to it. It's going to be an ongoing process as we go through every single episode, every single new episode of Cobra Kai. Of course, this time we're talking about Season 3, Episode 1, Aftermath. Um, and yeah, but let's sit on that for a second. Can you believe it, Jim? Yes. <laughs> Isn't it great? It's It's been a long time coming. And, and, and I mean, I realized, too, that... When we recorded our, because I mean, we were, we weren't necessarily late to the party with Cobra Kai because we, we had been watching Cobra Kai, but we didn't do a podcast on it until like we thought season three is about to, you know, premiere in uh, May of 2020. Uh, So we were kind of late to the podcast game, but we'd already been on the Cobra Kai train but even doing our rewatch like our rewatch discussion we finished recording and posting those before it was on Netflix so we we haven't even done like a you know uh screw you all you newbies you don't know what it's like <laughs> to be a cobra kai fan like we do right <laughs> yeah um and i think it's it it was a little hard it was difficult because on the before the Netflix launch, we're obviously super excited. It's the best thing that could have happened for the show, and it's fantastic to see so many new people excited about it. Uh, like your friend Mike started taking karate lessons; he's never yes. seen the show. Imagine how what you feel like as an old, old uh, gangly crease aged fan uh, as all these new fans uh, swarm the fandom. I don't know. It is. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to complain about it because it's great. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's weird to have... You, you definitely get something where you're like, oh, I liked it before it was cool. But that's also the least cool thing to ever say about anything. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be too much like we're real fans. Because obviously these people are real fans. But it's more... It's not just people, you know, jumping onto the show. Because it's like, we knew that people would like the show. We knew it was a great show. And it's great that uh, it's on Netflix. This This is the perfect place for it. And it's amazing that it's doing really well. It does validate like our feelings. It's more so these specific circumstances because of the delays. The delays because it's like yeah. you don't. It's more so just being like you don't understand. Like when you watched it in September and you just like gobbled it up in a week. <laughs> when you watch two seasons, you're like, where the fuck is season three? And you're like, what December January? It's like no, you don't understand. And I think you, you put it really great when in your um, uh, like initial thoughts about like that it's been in this stasis for so long, 
And I was kind of even trying to vocalize it a bit myself because it was really it's it's hard to describe that feeling of like waiting for something so long. And also, especially when it involves like a story or TV show, because, you know, everyone does this. You build your own theories or thoughts in your head. And then all of a sudden, when you have new episodes, you have to like clash with that. I mean, obviously that's something like Game of Thrones fans <laughs> did a big thing of, yeah. especially when it came down <laughs> to the end. Um, so yeah, and, and getting into it also, it's going to be really hard, but we're going to do it, I imagine. I think we haven't really discussed this, but since we are going episode to episode, we won't be discussing things, even though we've seen the season, we'll be just focusing on the episode, correct? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think we, we won't be talking spoilers past each episode in the event that you're listening along, I like episode by episode. I don't think anyone's doing that right now, yeah. but maybe in the future, if or if you've come from another of our shows, which you know shows, that you can find at showswhatyouknow.com, he smartly put in, um, you can actually, yeah, you can follow along and we won't spoil anything. I mean, we it, it'll be the same as our previous seasons of Cobra Kai, because in those cases, we'd also already watched all of it. So we might throw something in like, and we all know where that yeah. leads, but we'll try to keep it to the episode yes yeah it's gonna be tough i don't know why it's tougher now i guess because it's so fresh and it's because we haven't done because of the circumstances and the, how they moved the launch we were initially going to do a, an episode where we just talk spoilers yeah and you and i haven't talked spoilers yeah like we haven't talked about the full season so maybe we should have done that first yeah. uh but yeah that's not what we're doing we're talking about the first episode in this one and then obviously once we get to the end we'll we'll get into all of that and we'll try to get it through it uh as quickly as possible i guess just stay on the feed stay alert yeah and and i and, guess the other side of it is um i mean i guess it's not quite there yet it's only been up for a week but is it does it become i mean like every netflix show you know like when stranger things three premieres then like two weeks later everyone's like why are you still talking about stranger things we've already been there we've done that uh, but I mean, with our Cobra Kai fans out there, we're, we're different, right? We like to sit and bask in it for a long time. Uh, I think the fans who've been the sh- with the show and like actively looking, see- seeking out Cobra Kai content, like people we've talked to on the show and, and others, like they're always going to be here for it. But like, it's just the Netflix effect, really. Yeah. Like when I was listening to how you stayed up at midnight, watched the whole thing through to like five in the morning or whatever, I was like... <laughs> It, I'm, I'm like that's great but i was also like it's a bit sad that five hours is all you get of waiting and anticipating and everything i sort of self-impose that to a certain extent but i've still watched the whole thing within like 48 hours anyways well, and one of the reasons why i was all right with doing that i mean there was a few things um partially it's because again like waiting so long it's like been so excited for it for a long time and the other thing is i knew that we're going to go back and discuss each episode anyways. So I was kind of yeah. okay with just like really binging it all as one go as like one long movie. I mean, even though to be fair, I didn't do it like midnight that it premiered. But when I watched the first season, I've mentioned this before, I did watch it all in one go. Um, but yeah, I, I mostly I do kind of usually uh, uh, get snooty about people that would do that. But knowing that I was going to go back and really bask in it a bit, I was all right with it. I'll allow it. And what? 
Yeah, and w- one while this isn't a uh, a discussion of the whole season, uh, because we're spoiler free, we can just maybe briefly touch on it. And I think we're both very happy with this season as well. Yeah, I think it should be recognized that it's so rare. Um, and, and we know this from like discussing all sorts of shows. It's so rare for a show that's great in the first season to be great in the second season. Mm-hmm. But then when it's also great in the third season and they still have more things to say and like it's just so rare because I feel like a lot of shows are kind of built around like the hype of a certain concept. Like this could easily have petered out f- yeah. the, this show from the concept of like, ha ha, wouldn't it be fun if these characters bounced off against each other like 30 years later or whatever. But it's always been held together with like a genuine and heart behind it all and that just gives them uh, and like adding in these new characters and making us care about them like the the younger generation and seeing how things develop across generations uh from back from Miyagi and Kreese all the way to now like there's just they've made it something that can keep going and they've managed to sustain it and I'm sure we'll be nitpicking in episodes because that's what we're want to do but it still must be said up top that I think this is a fantastic season and I it was worth the wait I agree. Although kind of on that, not to be like a downer because <laughs> we're I, getting into it already. <laughs> yeah. But, but not to be a downer. And it's not that I think this, I, it's not that I think things are going to get bad. I guess it's just more so that I'm afraid they're going to get bad because it does. I also, the flip side of that is like, obviously I want more Cobra Kai, but I'm almost breaking bad mode where it's like, okay, but also I feel like, there should be an exit plan. I mean, the, the creators have said they have an idea for an ending, but I don't know. Like, should this show go on for like eight or nine seasons? I don't know about that. It does feel like if we get it, like as we get into season four, not, I don't think season four should be the last, but it feels like, you know, maybe five or six would kind of have to be the last. I mean, this is stuff we'll get into as we go throughout the season. And again, it's not a, it's not a reaction to the quality of this season because it's an awesome season. But I, I think it's more so that I've seen so many shows I love peter out that I get worried and I'm more afraid than I actually think it's going to happen. I totally understand. Um, the thing that makes me not too worried about that at the moment is sort of the the progress, again, I'm being vague, but of where we start and where we end up in the season. Yeah. It feels like it, there's like significant progress in a way that makes sense stretching all the way back to episode one of season one. Yeah. Like looking at where we end up, it's a continuous thing happening and it's not like like there might be departures and like side quests or whatever like side stories that come in uh but the fact that we end up somewhere uh that is a natural progression and it also tells us a lot about what the next season is going to be about in a way that i fills me with enthusiasm it just gives me confidence in their ability to manage the development uh of the show over time but of course you're one always has to be afraid that it's gonna go bad (laughs) yeah (laughs) well yeah i'm in i'm in agreement with what you're saying so yeah all right i guess enough well is there any other vague things we want to get into as far as just overall thoughts or just get right into the the premiere here Season three premiere. I think let's uh, let's get into the premiere. 
Uh, do you have pulled up like the writer director? Yes, I, I think I can find. I it. mean, yeah, of course. The uh, episode title is Aftermath, and it is quite an aftermath after season two. Uh, directed by John Hurwitz and Hayden Schlossberg, and written by Josh Heald, John Hurwitz, and Hayden Schlossberg. The big three, as they're t- called on social media. I mean, they are the creators of this show. The names you hear quite a bit. Uh, peppered in with some other writers and directors, but it's always nice and comforting to read those names because you feel like you're in you're in good hands. You know, they're swaddling you up. They're holding you close to their teeth as you suckle on the milk of Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have said a better myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what we got for season three, episode one, Aftermath. And I mean, you know, it starts off like guns ablaze. Well, no, actually, what I love the way it starts is because... It's very reminiscent of the pilot because you think like, oh, here we go. The All-Valley Karate Championship again, like because it's initially with the black screen and like with the music cue. But then it fades mm-hmm. in and we see the blue mats. Uh Oh, blue mats. And then we see Miguel. And of course, he is fighting for his life um, as he's in a coma. So it's not Johnny and Daniel yet again that we see another point of view of that fight. Uh, we have Miguel fighting for his life. Yeah, exactly. It's a metaphor, guys, and I think it makes sense. It works. Uh, I'm sure people have done, like, analysis, like, dream analysis on all this shit, but, like, the guy looks a little bit like Johnny. At least he's, like, blonde and kind of, yeah, looks more like Johnny than Miguel does anyway. And it says uh, Yoshukai Karate. I don't, I feel like everything in this show is a reference, but I don't know what that would be a reference to. Maybe it's nothing. I don't know. I was (laughs) wondering about that because obviously it'd be too on the nose if it like, when he's like fighting Robbie again, you know what I mean? But I I guess they do intercut like the school fight kind of with that. I Googled it and uh, Yoshukai Karate is a branch uh, of discipline of the Japanese slash Okinawan martial art. Ooh. Karate do, the way of the empty hand. Oh, I'm sorry. They're just referring to <laughs> to the karate there. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's Japanese. So uh, training hall of continued improvement. Okay, sorry. Go watch um, Dream Analysis. I haven't yeah. really dug into it, but uh, at least it's it's not like a karate club. It's a branch of discipline, you know. Well, you do have to figure that, yeah, there's some sort of secret references. They have, we haven't delved into the Karate Kid cartoon, but they have said that in season three, there is, I'm sure people have already figured out what it is, that there's some small nod to the cartoon. We're not super interested in stuff like that. It's cool. And I think we do have to eventually maybe watch a couple episodes of the cartoon, but, uh, Hmm. you know, we're not here to point out all the little Easter eggs. We're just talking story here. Yeah, so he's fighting for his life, and we get like a flash to him falling. We get to see him in the hospital bed, and then there's kind of a news report, which is, I think, a good way of tying things together and showing yeah. the sort of. Uh, it, it's funny because we're we're watching that, and and you kind of watch it going like, "There's moon," and like <laughs> they they say. I love the way people outside the karate sphere are kind of joining the conversation here and going like, I thought that died out in the 80s or whatever. That's kind of an in-joke, but it so makes sense as well. Um, And from there, we kind of move on to Johnny, who is not doing well. And he's at a Frankio's just getting drunk. And I assume he's been doing that ever since. And I know we said we wouldn't, (laughs) we'd only talk about this episode. And I'm still only talking about this episode. But I'm just Uh saying what's not in this season is I guess Johnny did really just leave his car. Like, remember in season two, 
when he just oh, left yeah. it at the he beach. Left his car. <laughs> I mean, I guess this is kind of a spoiler. We don't see that Cobra Kai car again. Um, so someone got a fucking great ass come up when they found that car with the keys just chilling in the front seat and a free Sony phone. <laughs> if they were stumbling <laughs> on the beach, <laughs> but anyways, yeah. yeah, Johnny's kind of where we left him. He's at the, you know, uh, hitting a breaking point as you know, completely understandable. I, I kind of, some of the jokes in this episode or some of the, some of it didn't quite work for me. Like, I, I, I don't know why I didn't like when the lady here references a banquet, but I didn't like it. Maybe it's because I drink banquets now. <laughs> I yes, feel it's like because you are Johnny. Of course you don't like it, Jim. <laughs> You've started drinking them. Whereas I'm still like, I've yet to taste. They don't have it here in my ah. country. As far as I know, I haven't seen it. I've been looking. Uh, so, yeah. And he says, light beers for pussies. I don't know. Is a banquet not a light beer? Like, And what is a light beer? We don't. Well, Coors Light. I mean, because Coors makes, I guess you can kind of see that. Coors makes yeah. banquet. This is just their regular beer, but they also make Coors Light. So light beer is just less calories, less taste, you know, not as good. It's for pussies, as Johnny says. Yeah, I don't, we'd have very few things that are light here. I live in Ireland. <laughs> it you, goes from soup to regular beer. We don't go all the way well, to that. I guess the like the closest thing would be like a cider, right? Because that's kind of light, isn't it? But even those can be dark, huh? Yeah. Can't they? Yeah, no, a cider is something else entirely, but uh, it is for pussies. I'm just saying, yeah, as far as for what, what you would get for pussies if yeah, you're yeah, in yeah. Ireland. I, I get you, I get you. <laughs> <laughs> right, so uh, Johnny's watching the news report that conveniently is talking about like the th- reason he's there, drinking himself to death, um, and he's very upset that the channel's changed um, and basically picks a fight with these two guys. Um and I mean, they reason. I mean, if you're talking about jokes that don't work, the guy says like, "You smell like dog shit." Took a dump. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. dialogue is, uh, you know, whatever. But it's believable also because he he doesn't seem like a witty guy. But uh, yeah, there's also a fair point that people don't necessarily want to watch the news but, in a bar. But it's, what's hilarious to me is just that they watch like one play happen in the game and like, yeah. fuck yeah, let's get out of here. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's go, buddy. That's it. That's yeah. the bit we wanted to see. Fine. And then yeah, they bounce. Yeah, he got on base. That's great. All right, you could change the channel now. Um, and then, yeah, they, they have like a little bit more banter in the car, right? Where it's like, ah, uh, you go beat off in the shower or something, something or other like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to go to Jelly's, wherever that is, and see what the talent's like. Yes. Yeah, he'll end up beating off in the shower anyway. Uh, so they're going to do some buzz driving, uh, but <laughs> yeah, then Johnny comes in and ruins it for everyone. Because he, he's uh, going to kick their ass, but obviously he gets his ass kicked. Well, because Johnny knows he's the only one that can properly buzz drive. He's not going to let someone yeah. else just get behind the wheel and buzz drive like this. It is hilarious. I think he's doing them a favor. <laughs> yeah, he comes right. in badass because he punches through the window, but then he throws like a drunk jump kick and then immediately yes. gets his ass kicked. Which, and then I think, isn't the guy like, call the police? And then uh, right after he says, like, call 911 or whatever, then he stomps his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I was kind of also like, yeah, fair enough. You could say that happened yeah. during the altercation. He did attack you. True. Uh, but then, I don't know, is there security footage? Doesn't really yeah. matter. Like, Johnny's not an, in a believable place. <laughs> 
and then, yeah, we pick up with the LaRussos. Uh, Amanda's upset that Sam got suspended. We hear, like, we're, we're, get, we're picking up some of the things that have happened in the past two weeks because we, we learned that Tori has been expelled. Um, and then they're on their way. Like, I guess they're on their way from learning Sam got suspended to then going to a PTA meeting uh, where they're getting more news about, like, the state of the school after the big school brawl that we saw in the season two finale. I understand it as well. Yeah, maybe you're right. I was thinking about if we, um, if they already knew she was suspended. I think we're coming in at the end of the suspension, but obviously this meeting yeah. is to sort of address all the concerns and the approach that the school is going to take because there was an all-out karate riot. Oh, okay, because uh, you know, actually, yeah, the way sure. the way you're saying it does make sense. I just read it that way because it's such awkward dialogue. Like if if Sam's already been yeah. suspended for two weeks, you just walk in being like, I can't believe that she's. But, but either way, whatever. It's a nitpick. Uh, again, some of the jokes here I don't really love, uh, to be honest. I love this show, but I don't. It's like 30 Rock type jokes, which I I never really watched 30 Rock, but I didn't. I don't really like it. Um, Are you thinking of when the meetings actually started or in their conversation? Yes. Or no, when the meeting, of- when the PTA meeting started and it's like, you want to hug kids? Like they're not terrible jokes, but it just, it feels more cartoonish, I guess, when it's some other char- like minor characters doing these back and forth, like set up joke punchline. Uh, I, I'm nitpicking. It's just I didn't I didn't love it. Yeah, I my favorite bits of uh, the meeting is when people in the crowd are just yelling Reddit comments at the LaRusso. Yes, that uh, I did like because because I don't have it exactly, but they're kind of like I heard you were the real bully anyway and stuff like that. That's, which is exactly what people are saying on like the Cobra Guy Reddit's and everything. Yeah, no, that is hilarious. That I did like. That was hilarious when he's like bullshit. I heard you were the real bully because when when Daniel's like I went to the school and I was bullied every day. Karate helped me. Uh, that I did like. I, I I wish I made notes of the exact jokes. It's more at the beginning before before the Larussos even speak, and it's kind of like we the uh, there's one thing where they would the, hug each other, yeah, right? that kind of. thing. And then there's a joke yeah. before that, but again, I don't want to harp on it too much. It's just a small nitpick I had. Yeah. So some of the the Reddit comments, like, because I love that they're just kind of coming out of thin air and they're like what what are you saying <laughs> and it's one of them's like she was tramping around with another girl's boyfriend like yeah. that's something you would yell at a parent teacher yeah. association meeting and everyone's like <gasps> gasp uh yeah it's great yeah I'm that was right now but it's overall they don't get what they want which is to come in and well amanda especially wants to complain and get answers and it just, just doesn't work out for them yeah, yeah, and they're kind of, it's, even though I guess they do kind of mention it a, a little bit before the meeting where she's like, the you know, the dealership's a ghost town. It turns out when you're, you can't, you don't want to kick the competition when your student kicks someone over a, a balcony. But, like, it feels like this scene here, they also just get a realization of how they look to the world right now or to their community. Uh, yeah. Because they're like, oh, and, and I guess it kind of echoes with, um with Sam when she's like, I thought we were the good guys. Like it kind of ties in with that, which is coming up later in this episode. Yeah. They, uh, maybe the joke you were thinking of was about stingray. Cause they mentioned like last we heard he's on probation and not allowed within 500 feet of any child. Uh, cause there's someone yells about what about that neck beard? Oh, teacher? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I, I hope, I do hope stingray comes back. I want to see some stingray. 
Absolutely. Oh yeah, maybe it's the footsie one. I'm just trying to find the joke here. Don't I, make turning into the the valley into karate footsie. Yeah, I think that's it's yeah, it's that. It's like some of the some of the back and forth at the beginning. I was just kind of like I was making a frowny face. Oh, sorry, footsie be... footloose. I'm an idiot. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So they're kind of sitting down a bit sad there of course we have uh johnny's not in a great place because he's locked up some guy wants him to look at his infected super infected oh, foot yes um, yeah. he kind of has a bit of an ar- argument with a cop who has arrested him previously applebee's guy he refers to him as because he seemingly just keeps going to these chain restaurants or whatever and <laughs> getting drunk there i guess <laughs> that really shows that he's hit rock bottom <laughs> yeah yeah getting into fights yeah and is that where the guy's like oh after two weeks in a coma the two the the coma wins or something like that right where's like the possibility that miguel might be dead yeah uh, which scares him because he's been told not to come around Miguel by uh, his mother. Uh, but this is a good enough uh, sort of motivation for him to sneak back in there, which he, what, what he does later in the episode, of course. Um, and then, well, we're back in school, right? And we have Dimitri. Well, we have Hawk first uh, talking about the talent, like with the freshmen and you know, the, and again, this gets in the flashbacks and you kind of talked about this a bit in your, your, uh, initial thoughts. Um, how can you forgive these flashbacks that happen in this moment when, <laughs> because well, there's the one where the one where it's like, uh, they're arguing and you know, the one who hit the other guy with the book is like, there's some heavy hidden shit in there. Uh, and then we see a clip of him hitting him with the book. That is so stupid because that could be like a little treat for everyone who pays attention. Yes. You don't have to spell it out. That's kind of talking down to the audience a bit, I feel. And also, well, the fact that, cause we have this kind of funny moment where Hawk's being cool to these chicks and then they're like, yeah. and he's like, and they're like, Oh yeah, we know you, you're the guy that pees the bed and got thrown into that trophy case. And then like yeah. 30 seconds later, when he's talking to Dimitri, we see the flashback of him getting thrown into the trophy case. And it's like, but you just had the moment we, where you we, just reminded yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, In a way more smooth way. <laughs> and, and I don't know if this is my conspiracy brain, but I don't I, I can't base this on anything because they did do flashbacks like this in the past. But I almost wonder if this was a Netflix thing just be and I'm only basing it off of the way Stranger Things does the same shit where something yeah. happens in like an episode before and they have flashbacks to it. So I'm probably off base, but I don't want to be one of those because there's speaking of Reddit. There are a lot of people like Netflix going to ruin the show. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not saying that, but I almost wonder. Um, but yeah, it's weird because we get blonde mean girls back, uh, front wedgie, and they do a good job yeah. of reminding us of that without having a flashback to it. Um, and we hear probably why- just because they didn't want to have Aisha, in yes. this, so they didn't want her in the flashback. <laughs> yes, and then we hear why Aisha's gone. And I will say, I mean, not to get too into it, but seeing the season, it does make more sense why Aisha's not around than what I like I was basing it off of like you know I I can't make judgment on the actor the actress herself but it seems like she's in a lot of drama so I wasn't wondering if they were like oh we don't want to deal with this drama but story-wise where things go especially like with Sam it makes sense that Sam kind of has to be alone uh so it does make a little bit sense why Aisha would be gone um, and maybe they could bring her back in the future, like they brought back Blonde Mean Girl and some other characters that we see this season. 
Um, but they do make it a little hard because they're like, yeah, even her parents are selling the house. <laughs> so, so. We'll yeah, um, I like while she was a central character, her removal does sort of service the story, even yeah. if it's a thing they didn't necessarily want to do. It does work. So, I mean, I would prefer for her to stay in it. Um, I like her character. Is- yeah, I like her yeah. character a lot. So I would like to see her in the future. But with the sto- with the way things are going this season, it makes sense that they would have her, you know, be gone for at least this season. Yeah, so it does help to isolate Sam, which is kind of where she's at at the start. Although she does start hanging out with like Dimitri and them a little bit uh, before she has a bit of a flashback her- yeah. herself, uh, but a flashback and- that makes sense given that it's happening to her and not just reminding us, the audience, uh, of what happened. She's actually flashing back, uh, so a lot more permissive, I think. And um, am I and then am I wrong yeah. in thinking that need- they need to hurry up because these kids are getting fucking old? Um, not, and I guess it's more so Dimitri than anyone else. I don't know. It feels like his voice is different now, and he seems. I don't. Know, I'm probably crazy because it's not it's a- definitely taller, and yeah. they obviously recorded filmed this a while ago as well. So you're definitely right. <laughs> and, <laughs> Although I mean, in Buffy, I think uh, they were all about thirty. So <laughs> yeah, but th- now I'm wondering, like maybe that's why you do that. <laughs> like that's why you film high school kids when they're at least in their early 20s or whatever because it's so like not going to change as much <laughs> yes yeah because uh i mean there's i mean one cat one minor character that's completely different in the span of uh, three months we'll get into it but it does also it's like this if you think about the time frame you know we have season one that goes from like the start of the school year till may uh and then season two is basically through just the summer so we're really yeah. only like one year removed. Here we are starting season three. And I mean, we got to get shit on the road for season four. Let's do it. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, we, we won't use the C word, but uh, if it delays Cobra Kai season four, I am I am doing something radical. I don't know what, but something. The C um, word. I don't even know where you're COVID. getting at. Oh, COVID? gotcha. The yes. Pandemic. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I forgot. <clears throat> yeah, good, good. I'm glad you did. Um, so we're at LaRusso Auto Group and we see how well, it is kind of dead. Nope. I've just, well, I mean, I guess we didn't pay as, we did kind of mention it, but I mean, Sam and her PTSD, like we're seeing hints of that here, like dealing with people kind yeah. of pointing and whispering and also just being at the, back at the location where, you know, a highly traumatic thing happened to both her and, you know, uh, someone that she loves potentially. Uh, so yeah, I just want to at least point that out a bit before we move on. Yeah. We also skipped a, a small scene beforehand where we get to see her sort of anticipating going to school yes. and uncovering her scars and that the next time we see her, she's sort of run off and, and hit out at Miyagi-Do, which makes so much sense because it's such a common, peaceful place. Um, and so Daniel runs into her there, but we'll get there. Um, for now, Daniel's, uh, at work and it's not there's not a lot going on there but he's actually more focused as always he's not focused on the business he's focused on finding uh robbie uh, so he's calling the hospitals or whatever um and cousin louie's back I, I, like as much what 
<laughs> Aisha's removal, it's almost as unorganic as Cousin Louis's reinsertion into the story after he was fired for, you know, setting fire to Johnny's car and all this yeah. insane shit. I do like him in this season. Louis's actually really good, uh, I think. But just the way he's back, he's like, ah, he was first at our door when Sam got hurt uh, yeah. or whatever. So he cares about family. So we rehired him. Yeah, but he's still like a violent criminal that... <laughs> you know sets fires to cars and stuff which is especially when you're running an auto business that's not something you want um but at the same time i do like him i'm not complaining it's just it's just we have aisha and then him all it's all just setting new the new status quo up uh as we go along well and also like i forgot that he was gone honestly yeah (laughs) so yeah when they're talking about how him being back i was like oh yeah Yeah. that's right he was gone but it's almost like he has to be back because the other guy also so quick because it's like what are they going to introduce a bunch of new like i mean i don't want to hear about louis auto group like at all uh never mind <laughs> bringing in yeah. new employees but uh but he does yeah. find out that there's a missing car i mean he, he they are trying to show that I, I they are kind of doing putting in some effort to be like well we can't just be a fucking buffoon always so he can at least even if he's like talking about how he learned it over the summer working at the whatever the like restaurant or whatever he's at and you know he's listing off like shrimp spicy tuna whatever it is he learned about inventory and he's able to notice that a car is missing so we get a lead on robbie because robbie's smart he's an ex kind of criminal or associate criminal so he knows to take a used car that no one would notice except an eagle eye like Louis. Uh, yeah. And, you know, Daniel's on the hunt. Yeah. Uh, again, he, he's not worried about the auto group. Not There's more about the auto group later. Let's not yeah. worry about it. Um, so Johnny's let out from like a Bonds thing. This is all very American, but reference, like I understand it through context that he pays some guy to pay to get him out and show up in court. I don't understand it. I don't need to understand I don't, it. Yeah. Um, I st- I don't even really yeah. understand it, but it has something to do okay. with like your, your, your bail is set pretty high. So you pay like a small piece of it and you're basically taking like a loan out with the bondsman. But then mm. they're the people that also have to go hunt you down. If you don't show up for like court or something like that, who knows? But yeah, we get it. Yeah, let's not worry about it. Never comes up again. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we uh, go into the hospital and we kind of see, because that's where Johnny's going, and we, we see how Miguel is kind of having uh, his inner fight and uh, some flashbacks sort of intermingled and his mother and uh, abuela are looking after him um, and they're trying to remind him that they're there, etc., etc. Uh, but Johnny gets in, and I think yeah, he wants to. He, he just asks to see uh, to see Miguel at first, which is declined. I think he tries to like put use his charm or something to break yeah, the rules, be yeah, a bad girl, he, right? He tries to flirt. He with hasn't her. got the face at the moment to pull that off. Yeah, come on, be a bad girl. Um, and then he has his great idea to just you know wear the doctor's uh, doctor's jacket and you know pretend he's going to be a doctor. Uh, but this. that immediately <laughs> he realizes that's not going to work because just a guy coming out of a stall who's going to like show him his dick or something takes one look at his, you know, beat up face and like, you're not a doctor. And in my opinion, this is a subtle Breaking Bad homage because uh, remember in Breaking Bad when he would punch the thing? 
Uh, I don't. Well, yeah, you mean the towel dispenser? He's yes. like punching it right, but I, it, I don't remember the context. It really isn't. Right it really isn't. But it just reminds. <laughs> he was just me of mad it. then, right? <laughs> and I only remember it because, yeah, in Breaking Bad, he punches the towel dispenser, but then like he's later back at uh, the doctor for an appointment, and he's like looking at it's still dented from when he punched it in. So I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. Cobra Kai breaking bad on the same wavelength. But Johnny just used it to smash his head into it so he can get into the ICU himself. It's great because I it's such a like staple of a trope of someone just grabbing a lab coat and going yeah. like, you know, once you're past the point of entry, nobody really looks too closely. Everyone assumes you have the right to be there. Yeah. So we kind of see that playing out when we see him gra- even noticing the coat. We know what's going to happen. It's just a great reversal of it to have it not even like fail. Just have him realize this isn't going to work. I look like <laughs> shit. And then leaning into that instead and very legitimately coming into the ICU. And he's got all these injuries that's kind of worrying them as well where he's just like ah this has been bothering me a little bit just enormous bruise on his back and he's got a little lemonade in the or yeah a little uh, jam in the lemonade as we said at the start um as well and they're just kind of horrified he walks away never gets any treatment (laughs) as far as i could tell um and i know i'm sort of skipping past another scene but just to follow up on what happens here he finds miguel gives him a pep talk which helps him in his dream fight which i like it makes sense i think because the illustration of what he's doing as a karate fight just makes sense and he him needing his sensei to say this stuff because he has his family saying encouraging stuff but just his sensei telling him to keep fighting super basic stuff but it uh just makes sense and works yeah no i I agree i agree and he would have woken up early if it wasn't for this uh damn nurse coming in interrupting him (laughs) Exactly. He was ready to. Um, he was re- in the same vein that he cured his asthma. He was he was getting ready to just tell him to wake up, and he'd wake <laughs> up from a coma. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, I skipped over a scene where Daniel goes to Miyagi-Do Karate and finds Sam there. I think yeah, he's going there to look for Robbie because he's all. I, I maybe I skipped a couple of scenes because he's yeah. gone and tracked the car right, but he finds the GPS and it's been torn off. So he's like shit, uh, and decides to look for him at Miyagi-Do in case he showed up there. But instead, Sam is there, and <laughs> once more, uh, Daniel belatedly realizes what's going on in his family, and which is I, I'm ragging on him. It's fair enough. It's not like he, there's a lot going on, Daniel. So yeah. it's okay. But Sam's been having a hard time. She can't really go in there without needing to get out. And uh, and she mentions how it's it's not the same when you're a girl. You can't beat someone up, and then everyone thinks you're cool. Yeah. Everyone just thinks you're a psycho anyway. Um, and yeah, that's a, and it's, then also it's it's no, weird though because that's a great detail. Uh, oh, fuck. I mean, I'll, I'll come back to it when we're talking later episodes. But no, either way, it's still a great detail to happen. Let me correct you on one thing. You find Sam at Miyagi-Do. Not just Sam. You find Sam and In-N-Out. Sipping on an In-N-Out shake. Love to see it. Hell yeah. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. It's product placement. You know, most of, not most, but a lot of product placement is for products that I have no access to. So I'm always like, well, this is money wasted on me. <laughs> um um, but I, yeah, I mean, I like this, uh, I, I like this back and forth and, and, you know, the big thing I, I kind of mentioned it before, uh, in relation to just the, uh, Amanda and Daniel's kind of realization of how their community sees them, 
uh, when, you know, Sam says, you know, I thought we were the good guys. And, you know, that's what Daniel says, you know, we try to be. Um, because, it, it, you know, the, the school fight does set things up in such a great way. It's not just a badass uh, finale. Of course, it is a badass finale. But, you know, we have interesting fallout here because, you know, again, between Miguel showing mercy and then supposedly kind of part of the villainous bad kids getting punished for it. And then Robbie trying to escape who he thinks he has to be because if he thinks he's a bad kid, like there's a lot of great stuff to um, to start with in this season and really kind of get into and that's, you know, why Cobra Kai is a great show, because we're dealing with the, uh, you know, the gray, the gray area. Not everything's black and white, unless you're crease, in my opinion, no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, just touching on the conversation there, Sam feels really guilty. She kind of has survivor's guilt because she feels that things kind of started because of her, like, obviously. Um, yeah. And rightly thinks of like Miguel and Robbie the two guys that she cared about a lot who are both totally fucked now and leaving leaving her entirely alone uh but Daniel rightly points out that there wouldn't even have been a fight if not for him and Johnny Lawrence not being able to let go of their uh differences from years and years ago um touching on what you said about uh just the aftermath and seeing the fallout it just makes the whole world make sense i do like that sam is dealing with this obviously everything going on with robbie and and miguel <laughs> waking up at all of that it's it's all it, it, the world just because i can imagine a world where there's like a season finale like last time then they deal with it for one episode yeah and then it's fine and this is not a spoiler because even just watching this episode you know that the aftermath the whole season is kind of the aftermath in a lot of ways at least yeah but i won't get into detail but a lot of it is obviously dealing with what happened last season in a way that i think makes sense and sets up new things as well so it's all good stuff yeah absolutely um and then in the midst of that, we have uh, Daniel showing up at Cobra Kai. And I like that, like, there's no more Cobra Kai logo in Cobra Kai. Uh, because now it's just the fear does not exist in this dojo. Like, the big painting, like, right at right when you walk in. And, of course, mm-hmm. it's darker. It's very reminiscent of what you called out in Season 2 of how when Kreese had the back area. But now that's the full dojo is like that. And we even yes. get to see the classic crease standee that, you know, he hid behind. Uh, well, the like cardboard all, cutout, yeah. yes. <laughs> I mean, it must be an updated one, I'm sure. But, like, it's, you know, reminiscent of the cardboard cutout from part three that he, like, jumped from behind. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. even Daniel, like, I mean, it's so clear that things are different. And Daniel's picking up on, like, oh, wow, like, what is going on here? And then he has his little, you know, back and forth with crease, as we heard a piece of at the at the start. Yeah, do you remember uh, why he's showing up there? Because I'm kind of assuming that after his conversation with Sam, he realizes it would be a good idea to bury the hatchet, or is he just going? Is he going already to find Johnny to team up as they do at the end of the episode? That is that's what's happening, maybe. That's what I think. Um, yeah, I think yeah. that he's, and part of it is because of that discussion with Sam, and you know, he is. Yeah, he does care about Robbie, and he understands that finally, like they could work together and but he's not aware of like everything that's going on on the cobra kai side of things yeah we'll obviously get more into crease um 
as the season goes on. But here he just kind of shows up to remind us that he's here and he's evil and he's the antagonist now. So, uh, and he kind of talks about how he still has this idea that Johnny's just his wayward student that's going to come back to him because he talks about like me and Johnny are going to put you in your place or whatever. And he's always talked about how like Johnny's his greatest student. It's a real like Darth Vader type and the Emperor thing where he's like, no, my my apprentice is the one who will defeat you or something. It- uh, but he just shows enormous confidence and the, says that eventually you'll like he he talks about like destiny almost like it's yeah. inevitable that we'll come to fight and all of this stuff so yeah. and on but i think what's so great about him doing that and the way martin cove sells it is like even though i don't think that would happen i'm like afraid that that's gonna happen i'm like oh no <laughs> he's gonna get johnny back and like yeah. he's so certain that i'm scared and plus there's no better way to sell him as a villain than when he's like trying to mock Mr. Miyagi. It's like, I'll fucking dare you, bro. I'll keep it. Keep his fucking name out of your mouth. Don't even call. Don't say anything. Don't even reference him. Don't even think about him. Son of a bitch. Cause they, they did that in season two. I, I think as well, they did like a similar thing, but that's, that's what always gets me juiced up. I'm like, ah, crease, you son of a bitch. Yeah. And, uh, like Daniel arrives there to like make some sort of, uh, agreement with Johnny and to, like get him his help and like ho- hopefully maybe bury the hatchet but like Chris is so good at just being a dick and being manipulative and everything and talking about how he's not going to stop he he basically the conversation ends with Daniel kind of going like you're not going to do anything not while I'm around yeah. and so he, which is I think parallels the previous conversation with Johnny in this very dojo or similar because he's kind of come there in a positive with a positive outlook we're gonna work together crease is there gets him to put his guard up totally of like ah like not that they're gonna go hunt down uh you know destroy cobra guy but it's still like not while i'm around even though he stopped doing karate at this point and is like amanda and he has agreed that karate is the problem but maybe that's in the sam conversation again i don't know maybe they realize karate isn't the problem i'm not sure because he he tells her to not the one thing he knows is you can't run away from a fight which is basically what sam applies in the next scene where she sees some girls giggling and goes up and tells them what basically she's yeah. like you what mate yeah is what she does <laughs> which well, is like i to me anyways this comes off like a little darker than it should um i don't know and maybe or maybe that's what they were going for because you're right it is more so her like not running away from a fight but then when she's like looking at her scars and like yeah check out my scars like would you want some of this like it comes off a little too i don't know too dark for me i'm i'm like in this moment when i'm watching i'm like damn sam's going cobra kai no doubt <laughs> no doubt in my yeah, mind no, it, like the longer this show goes on the the blurriness of like everyone's a little bit Cobra Kai, everyone's a little bit Miyagi-Do becomes yeah. more clear, but it does sometimes muddle like, wait, what is this, what is this show trying to say right now? Yeah. There's advice from Daniel that you can't run from a fight, but I feel like that's kind of gonna egg her towards being more aggressive towards the people who were in the fight earlier and not like turning the other cheek and like meditating, focusing on herself, more kind of going, fuck Cobra Kai, <laughs> which is not what Daniel was aiming for really but yeah at least she tells those girls to shut the fuck up yeah shut their face and then you know in the midst of that daniel does show up at uh johnny's apartment place 
or he's been waiting for Johnny as Johnny comes in. He looks like shit, of course. Gives him a nice monologue talking about how they need to, you know, work together and it's their fault. Like they got to help these kids. And we're in, in the midst of it, a great, great TV thing. You know, it's like a scrub seat, uh, scene or something where we get to have the, have some of the stuff we mentioned that Sam's doing is happening over the, I mean, under the monologue. And then, of course, we see Miguel. It's like, oh, my God, he's flatlining. Is he going to die? What's going on? Um, and it's such a you know that this is how you end the first episode. Like, it's so textbook that this is what you should do. But it doesn't make it any less effective that it needs to end with Miguel waking up. And then it's like, fuck, yeah, let's get to episode two. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, as you say, we, we get kind of flashes of this and that. We see Robbie for the first time because oh, he, yeah. he hasn't actually been in the show. We see him hanging out at his at, with his car, counting his quarters. He's got a new haircut. Uh, looks, looks different. Looks pretty different. Uh, the hair before did was pretty annoying it did make his face more punchable so now he he does look better in that sense even though technically speaking it's a worse haircut um so that's where where he's at we see uh sam as you say walking up the stairs kicking uh tori's ass in her flashback and uh and obviously the important thing besides miguel waking up is daniel and johnny coming to an alliance uh on just finding Robbie so we know what the next episode is going to be and of course Miguel waking up is going to be a huge thing yes yep and that's there you go that's season three episode one that's it we did it only nine more to go until the infinite wait begins um let's not even talk about it thank you for listening along everyone if you want to share your thoughts on cobra kai please send them to shows what you know show at gmail.com you can of course also leave a review on apple podcasts it's always very much appreciated and lets others know that we have a podcast talking about cobra kai if you have friends who like cobra kai send them this show um because i think Everyone who's a Cobra Kai fan is familiar with the feeling of being starved of content. And that's just what we do. We, we just, we're just basically like that nurse. And we're like, you're like Miguel in a coma between seasons. And we're just there whispering, giving you strength to fight on and carry on until the next season comes out with those little slivers, that little pep talk of Cobra Kai content to keep you going. And you can find all of that at showswhatyouknow.com. Yes, I think there's just one more thing left to say. What's that? Strike first. Strike hard. No No mercy. mercy. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Nailed it. And we're out.